Welcome to Cabot Coverage, the podcast where three sisters and a beloved family friend discuss the crime-solving adventures of mystery novelist Jessica Fletcher on Murder, She Wrote. I'm Susanna. I'm Megan. I'm Glynis. And I'm Ashley. And this week we're discussing Mrs. Parker's Revenge, which is episode 23 from season 12 and originally aired on the 12th of May, 1996. Our writer for this episode is Anne Collins. She only wrote one and this is it. (laughs) So Jessica is visiting her friend, Mark Reisner, played by Greg Henry, who's the head of security at a biotech lab or a biomedical lab where they're manufacturing viruses or it's either studying or manufacturing. It looks like manufacturing. And he believes there is a potential breach at the lab and it's all very high level stuff. And we'll get into that in a second. But anyways, what's brought Jessica to Atlanta is she is helping out Mark's wife, Karen, played by Mary Elizabeth McGlynn at the Amateur Writers Conference that Karen is organizing. And Jessica's going to do, she's the judge of one of their writing competitions. She's going to do a speech, all this stuff. But that's not the crux of the episode. What's happening is what's going on in the background with Mark. So Mark Hmm. has found out that Dr. James Lamont, played by Time Winters, has been approached by a nefarious guy. Wait, hang on. The actor's name is Time Winters? Yes, and we've seen Time before. He played our paparazzo in um, A Murder in Milan. Oh my God. Oh, yes. The one who scales the building? Yes. Time Winters. Time Winters? (laughs) The best name in the biz. Because I remember I was so... up in arms about him last time but well i think we now know that that was a fake italian accent i yeah. think with this oh, is really? now confirmed oh. yeah. <laughs> I had no real. idea. so dr james lamont he is at first it seems like he's kind of going behind the back of the government but then he potentially is up across anyways we'll get to that he's been approached by raul jaffa played by erica fari um, to sell what they call, I think it's subject 14, which is one of the viruses that they're manufacturing because Jaffa is going to sell it to, they think somewhere in, in the Middle East, I think they say. But Mark has gotten in touch with Dr. Lamont so that they're trying to kind of entrap Jaffa alongside FBI agent Ed Kreider, played by William O'Leary, who I guess used to work with Mark. And who we just saw in um, Film Plam. Yes, he got he got um, tricked by undercover cop uh, Barbie, I think mm-hmm. was her name, and she was terrific. And so Ed and Mark are trying to basically set up like a deal between Lamont and Jaffa so that they can nail Jaffa, whatever. Uh, but who's also found out about this is the CIA uh, through CIA agent Dennis Quinlan, played by Peter Van Norden. And the NSA through NSA agent Nathan Mitchell, played by Tony Todd. So now the NSA, the CIA, and the FBI are all having to kind of work together on this to get, you know, to find out who's who's trying to buy the the uh, virus, all this sort of stuff. Unfortunately, what happens for Jaffa is he gets poisoned by Carl Van Ness, played by Gustav Vinters, who is uh, an arms dealer and an assassin. So he's going to now take the virus. And what they don't know, what Mark finds out when he spies on Dr. Lamont is that Dr. Lamont is planning on double crossing them all, selling Jaffa or now Van Ness the actual virus and then taking the money and running, basically. 
Vaness is a really bad guy. Jessica sort of comes upon this randomly when the submissions for the amateur writers conference, when the manila envelope that's meant for her, which is that gets sent to Jaffa and Jaffa's photographs of Vaness are sent to Jessica. So she now knows something's up, blah, blah, blah. Mark kind of lets her in on stuff because Mark doesn't trust anybody, the FBI, NSA or CIA. And Mark is then shot and killed. Vanessa's sort of meandering around and Jessica's sort of trying to follow him. Anyways, and then when Mark is killed, Lieutenant Paul Bragg, played by Gregory Allen Williams, comes in and he's the local Atlanta police officer that's investigating. And he and Jessica are kind of working together a bit, although Jessica's using the information from Mark. Anyways, it turns out (laughs) through a lot of sort of nefarious things that Dr. Lamont sells the virus to Vanessa. Jessica is then trying to find his co-conspirator. She then figures it out through a Starbucks coffee cup, as you do. Yeah, we uh, Starbucks coffee house got a lot of mentions. Yeah, a okay. lot of play in this episode. And uh, it turns out it was FBI agent Ed Kreider, and they were going to take the money. But what Mrs. Parker's revenge uh, alludes to is the fact that Mark was trying to clue Jessica in that when he said Mrs. Parker, she's a character from one of Jessica's books whose husband was trying to kill her by poisoning her orange juice with strychnine. So she swaps the glasses. And what Mark was trying to tell her is that he had actually swapped all of the samples of uh, Project 14 with dummy ones so that even though Dr. Lamont sold what he thought was the real one, they'd all already been swapped and none of them were real. So yeah, so they think there's going to be like a mass... (laughs) poisoning of like millions of people with this virus when this little vial breaks but jessica knows it's not the real one so it's okay um so yeah so and then the nsa and the cia are like in love with her and we'll get into that in a minute so here we go with um fun facts this was actually the last show to be filmed of murder she wrote so i guess the next one is the final the 24th episode is an episode called death by demographics yeah which is a fitting title for the end of the series of the show is sad, but this is the second to last one to be aired, but I guess the last one to be filmed. Tony Todd and William O'Leary worked together on the movie Candyman Farewell to the Flesh from 1995. Glynis, if you didn't know, Tony Todd, who's who's the very tall man, who's the NSA agent, is Candyman from the 80s horror mm. films, or I guess 90s. 90s. But 90s, sorry. He was in the I, rock. I don't really dabble in that genre. So it's I have not scary. It is scary as hell. I'm not kidding. The first one is really scary. Sorry, Ashley, what did you say? Did he reprise this role in the in the Jordan Peele one, Megan? Or like spoiler alert, they show him at the very end as Candyman. But he's not in it. So like yes and no. Like they show his face at the very end, but He's not like throughout the movie, really. Okay, got it. Do you just remember the bees, though? Yeah. <laughs> From the ads. So anyways, um, I've seen the original and it was, it was I'm a different person after watching it for sure. It's really scary. But he's it great is. in it and he's great in this episode. Um, yeah, Erica he's Von- always, always great. <laughs> like Never not amazing. He's so tall. I was like, yes, this is great. Um, Eric Avari had a recurring role on Stargate SG-1 uh, from 1997, Eric Avari played Jaffa. The enemy warriors in Stargate are called Jaffa. 
interesting interesting but this episode predates that so anyways um during the opening sequence when they show the atlanta biological research institute the building shown is actually robard's library at the university of toronto so there's oh. that and our final fun fact, sorry, I'm just going to bring this up because it was a little long for me to write down. Sorry, this is a long one. So apologies, I'm just going to read it. Um, it's because this one has a spoiler for the episode. So I didn't write it down beforehand, just in case I forgot something that happened here. Okay, Angela Lansbury's son, Anthony Shaw, directed the second to the last broadcast, Murder, She Wrote, Mrs. Parker's Revenge. Peter Shaw, Angela's husband and Anthony's father, appears in the mystery play's opening sequence. Peter, dressed as one of the lab rat doctors, stands behind a laboratory counter. Placing Peter Shaw in the opening group of lab doctors shot as the camera pans the group of laboratory doctors and technicians was planned by Anthony as a farewell touch to the CBS TV series Demise ending the 12th season. The last show, Death by Demographics, was broadcast on the 19th of May, 1996. The mystery play's title, Mrs. Parker Revenge, is explained by Jessica at the end of the show. Mrs. Parker's husband was trying to poison her, blah, blah, blah. We already know that. So there you go. So I guess this is directed by Anthony, who's Angela's son, and Peter is in the episode, who's Anthony's father, and Jessica's, sorry, Jessica, Angela's husband, Peter Shaw. So that's kind of nice. Um, sad, though. Yeah. Is Peter Shaw still with us? No. So he died a number of years ago, and I think... I remember reading an article, I mean, like quite a few years ago, but they were still married for a long time because I think he died when she was in her 80s or some, maybe early 80s, or late 70s, something like that. Um, and I remember reading an article that was like, she was like, oh, I don't really, she said something like, I don't really want a husband again, but I miss male company or something like Aww. that. It was just like, oh. Hey, 2003. Wow. It's funny because as much as I know about Angela Lansbury, I don't know anything about her like family life. I don't either. Wait, is Bruce her brother? No. Yes, yeah. brother. brother. She has two brothers. Bruce is one of them. So it's funny. Um, sorry, there's a, he calls himself a public historian called Greg Jenner out here. And he wrote a book about celebrity and being famous and one of the things he was saying was this that fame is different from renown because like Kim Kardashian is a she, well, sorry, celebrity is different from renown, both famous because a celebrity like Kim Kardashian, you know everything about them. But like someone like David Attenborough has renown because he's very famous, but you maybe don't know anything about his personal life. Mm. He did have that really wild sex tape like a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah. 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 David Attenborough and Ray J. (laughs) Ray J at it again. (laughs) But it's, yeah, so he was just saying there's like a difference between the two. And so it's interesting. So I think Angela Lansbury is one of those people that she, she's famous, but she's more renowned than she maybe is a celebrity in the way we think of it. But anyways, Mrs. Parker's Revenge. What do we think? Second to last episode of the show. I I don't want to start off on a negative note. I don't, but it to me commits like a cardinal sin, <laughs> which no, is that it, I'm and I mean, I, if anyone's listening that hasn't watched it, like stop right now, go watch it. But like they kill Greg Henry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like I would rather see Greg Henry be the murderer. Be any like I forgot about this in this episode and then I was convinced that his 
wife had done it. <laughs> Karen? <laughs> no, it was honestly so foolish. So I I don't mean to start on a negative note, but that's my my knock against the episode because I kind of like the intrigue and the and the people you know they're like oh this guy's a real hot shot and they've all like descended on this Atlanta Marriott or wherever they are <laughs> <laughs> I love the inner infighting between the different government agencies I yeah. always think yeah. that's really funny and like it always makes because they all have different reasons for being there and then they're never gonna let the other one but at the end they're having a drink together because they're oh, all I like, it. you yeah. know it's nice I, I do like that but I think you're right I mean Mark dying like 35 minutes into the episode is rough uh but then it's like it's hard because like it the weird thing is also it doesn't make her any more invested she's already invested in helping and so I think it might have been kind of unnecessary but as soon as he was like i gotta fly to washington right. i was like oh mark's not gonna make it yeah and it, and it <laughs> shot up the, the escalator you're like yeah that was they sad. all descended on this atlanta mary <laughs> yeah it's like also i did love all this stuff <laughs> the part in the beginning where she is checking in with jaffa at the same time and he's like oh, what does he say he says you spend a third of your life trying to correct other people's mistakes. And she's like, totally. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like I was like, that's kind of a rude comment. Are you really Uh, on board with this? Well, also right in front of the member of staff that they're talking about. Like it's so rude. And then, and then the thing is that you're like, him being rude and pushy, she loses her sweet because of that. I mean, they sort it out, but it's like, why didn't they just give her that, give Jaffa the sweet they were, they then ended up giving her? And then none yeah, of this no, yeah, I didn't understand that. My, my first, my first comment or note was what is going on? <laughs> I yeah, mean, the I mean, spy ones are always a little more complicated. Like yeah, Ashley said yeah. this before where the spy ones require a certain amount of knowledge that we as the audience do not have. So it's like, you're sort of always a a foot, like a step behind everything. Um, And they're having to explain it to you. So they're like, this guy's an assassin. You're like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. He looked bad yeah, uh, because he looks really scary. And every time they show him, they play jingle bells for some reason, which seems kind of ominous. An arms (laughs) dealer assassin yeah classic combo yeah they called him an arms dealer he's an arms dealer assassin and i was like uh you're like oh are they about like right i was like they're one and the same (laughs) you do like a combo role well yeah because an arms dealer well i suppose it could be an arms dealer assassin (laughs) i'm not sure i don't know i don't know enough about it yeah yeah i was like okay sounds good to me yep no it's like it was (laughs) is pretty it is pretty wild you're like wait what's happening now and who's that it's a bit well and i think we never really figure out who jaffa is really i guess he's just representing another group of bad guys that we never see but then he's told to avoid van ness because van ness is coming onto the scene when you but... give someone that's this sophisticated in the spy game or what have you would have not like let their room be so unlocked and willy-nilly uh-huh 
Well, yeah. and to have a stranger come in or to walk in when there's a stranger in the room. Yeah, you would never do that. Of, and I don't think I it would be one guy by himself. Well, anyway, I don't know enough about <laughs> the arms dealing assassin game. Yeah, <laughs> you're not. <laughs> walk in and there was someone in his room, he would just split and not be like, oh, yeah, it's a package. Yeah, like, no, it was. Um... <laughs> Speaking of the packages. Jessica looks straight at that envelope, sees that the name says Jaffa on oh, it, and opens it. I was like, yep. Jessica, come on. You're so yep. like, you can at least pretend like you haven't seen that it doesn't say your name on I it. I just love, okay, I watched this um, with Glynis, and I was a little distracted with some other stuff, but then I watched it again with Ashley, and I don't want to speak for Ashley, but... I thought we both really enjoyed the command center scenes and that was the woman <laughs> that ran it. She was my favorite. She was my favorite. She was, she's like screaming at this other lady. She's like, get me the copies, Michelle. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, whatever. And every time they tell her to like put a move on it, she's like, uh, what do you think I'm doing? <laughs> well, and I like that there's set up and the sign in front says, anti-futurist society <laughs> yes yeah oh my god it was a huge operation i yeah. mean there were so many computers i was like how many people are they tracking here like i think it's just the one guy and then i love when they on the camera they see jessica and he's like what's jessica doing <laughs> yes. of course she's there and they keep and they keep being like, oh, when are the computers going to be set up? And she's just like the command center woman is like, you know, I I don't make the computers say it. like I can't remember what she said, but she fires back something. It's like it's technology. I don't make it. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely giving like Criminal Minds vibes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, 100%. yeah. When Criminal Minds rolls into places and that their level of operation is like, gosh, those computers look expensive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I. Sorry, just to correct myself from earlier, it's the Amateur Mystery Writers Conference. I I had I had missed yes. out the mystery. And there's another Ted Hartley reference. Yes. <laughs> there is. Just to add to what you were saying, Megan, about when he sees Jessica and Ed's like, well, you can call me Ed or just look. And he's like, oh, she's not gonna fall for that. Yeah. Come on, Ed. He's like, he's like, he doesn't know that with her. Yeah, he got like, Ed has no idea who this is. Like, why would he know that he can't trick her? I mean, maybe if he'd been a better, like, he's like, I'm a hotel cop. She's like, I don't think so, buddy. Yeah. She's like, this ain't my first rodeo, okay? <laughs> Do you know how many mysteries I've solved in the last 12 years? Thousands. <laughs> and do so do she and Mark know each other from Manhattan University? Oh, because <laughs> he used to run the security there. Oh, is, is that, that where what he teaches? said? Yeah, I thought it was a university in Manhattan. I mean, oh my God. The, and the Ted Hartley thing, she's so annoyed at Ted. She's like, okay, Ted, one more interview. Yeah. God, no promises. Ted has <laughs> so got his hands full with Susan bopping around Vegas. I mean, poor old Ted. Oh, yeah. We've forgotten all about Preston, I think. Oh, what Preston Giles? Yeah. <laughs> what else? do we know if Ted's married or what's his deal? I assume I never got I I don't know how often we see Ted. Well, there's the one where she's going to get sued. He's in that yeah. one. Mm. 
And he's like, Jessica, just let the lawyers sort it out. And she's like, no, <laughs> this is my name on the line. You're right. He is in a couple. <laughs> Wait, was this, oh, which one was that where she was going to get sued? Was this not the movie one, right? That was the one with George Seagal and Morgan Fair- Fairchild. Yeah, ah. it's um, the one with Dave Navarro. Oh, yeah, Dave Navarro. <laughs> <laughs> that classic where she went with Dave Navarro. <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh yeah I wrote down Ed needs to play so, I mean Ed it, it, this is another little annoyance with this episode but just a small one because I'm glad it was him and not anybody else but yeah because it's like he's annoying he's like so irri- like unlike the other two who just seem kind of annoyed and competent he seems actively bad at his job <laughs> and it's like <laughs> But I like, he, he has something in his hands when she's, when he's pretending to be the hotel. She just like grabs it out of his hand. He's like, I guess he just had a heart attack. She's like, yeah, tell, you can tell me that you didn't see that puncture wound on the side of his neck. <laughs> oh uh, that, my God. that has, I know this is giving the game away a little bit, but that had my favorite line where he's like, you can call me Ed. And then she goes, in which case you can call me Mrs. Fletcher. <laughs> you know, it's like now that we're talking about there were some really funny parts. But that part's really funny. And then the part that made me laugh was when Van Ness has brought the flowers to her room. And like, obviously he's bad, but then she's looking. She doesn't know that. She's looking at the note on the flowers. She's like, for an ardent fan, you aren't a very good speller, whoever you are. And you're like... <laughs> That's so rude to whoever, like, like, she doesn't know a bad guy brought her the flower. Right. <laughs> well, and that bug underneath the flower. Like, how did that vase even stand up? Like, that bug is, like, huge. Like, yeah. Imagine it be, like, teetering around. Well, you couldn't have even just put it in the flowers. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, just right. to hide it a tiny bit. But and then to disable it, the cop just pulled the antenna out. He's like, is that enough to make it not work? I don't know. He's yeah, like, no, it definitely made me, made me laugh. <laughs> I loved all the um yeah, I loved all the guys from the different agencies. And then I liked the addition of the just like normal police officer who Oh, I love that guy. Baywatch yeah. Nights. I know you know. Oh, is that? Because I was like, where do I know this guy from? I was like, oh, he was on Baywatch. But then in my head, I was like, I think he was also on. I mean, he was like the main, second main person on Baywatch Nights. Baywatch Nights? Oh, we have definitely talked about Baywatch Nights before. Oh, yeah. Baywatch Nights was like a short-lived Baywatch spinoff, but it was like better. Way better. It was was like crime. It was like solving crimes. There is an episode (laughs) with a vampire in it. Do you guys remember that one? No. What? No. I'm not kidding you. Like the na- an no, episode where there is an actual vampire on. I was like vampire. Oh wow. I, I see. I'm telling the truth. I think Lisa Vanderpump's in an episode of Baywatch Nights. I'm sure she is. I guess I bet she's terrific on it too. <laughs> Do you remember when Ken fell in the, the ball? Yes, show? on the ball show. 
<laughs> why is it so it's awful it could have been so bad but he was fine like it but it looked bad that's why it's like it's funny but you're also like wow that could have been well, really and they kept bad. saying like it was a baja shell like i don't think people need to know like what pool accessory you got built in there i think just make sure that ken's okay right he fell by the pool that's what happened like not like the baja shelf right (laughs) oh my god i forgot that angie Harmon was on baywatch night yeah isn't she the cop she's like it's him the guy in this episode david hasselhoff and her like the main people yeah it was a a terrific show yeah i now i want to know like how long it's on for i don't haven't seen it recently so i can't 45 episodes i might have to that is long it's two seasons i know for british shows that's like 50 years (laughs) i know they've been on a thousand years like they've just come to the last series of dairy girls that means there's uh 21 episodes or something (sighs) across three seasons if even that is it good i really i'm waiting for it to get to netflix me too it's really good if you haven't seen dairy girls or watched it it is maybe one of the best comedies of that and ghosts are my number ones yeah well we're sort of getting ourselves settled into this one let's talk about karen do we remember karen so the only other woman in this episode southern accent on her was I was confused by this purple suit dress she was wearing I was like I thought it was maybe suede Ashley thought it was more like silk it was one of those things when you said you thought it could be Karen it's like they didn't even make the character seem that dynamic that she would be capable of that kind of thing like it was because you know she said she's like oh Oh, Mark, you're the best. But I'm, and as soon as he leaves the room, she's like, Jessica, I'm so worried about him. (laughs) And you're like, why, why don't these couples speak to each other? Like, why are they all, like, Jessica's probably like, I am so sick of having individual members of couples tell me about their marital (laughs) troubles. Like, I don't need to know. Right. And the fact that they were married was even more shocking because I was like, well, they've known each other well enough to get engaged and married because they just didn't seem like they knew each other at all. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. also the, I don't, this comes up in Murder, She Wrote a few times where you have a woman where they're like, I just don't know what happens when he goes to work. And it's like, (laughs) she knows that he works, does like top secret stuff. Like she knows that he he does that, but it's like. She knew that getting married to him. That's what I mean. And it's like, and then she goes, what, why do I feel like you know more about this than I do? It's like, Karen, of course she does. Yeah, because they hooked up at Manhattan University when he was running security up there. My God. (laughs) Fan fiction. Effin and and Jeff. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I found her really weird because also then, like, did you not get the impression that Jessica sort of hated her a little bit? <laughs> like, maybe not hated, but she was like, you're an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. She thought she was an idiot. And it's like, because at the end when Karen comes in and she's she just walks into the room crying, but you know, as you do. And 
Jessica's like, oh, Karen. And it's like, Karen's husband has just died, like very unexpectedly. And it's like, she's like, oh, boo hoo hoo. Yes, it's so (laughs) terribly sad, Karen. And you're like, like, Jessica, come on. I mean, the problem is, Jessica's like, uh, you know, what, like, she's like a stiff upper lip person, you know? Mm. she's like quit your belly aching let's get to the bottom of this and i mean and then she's like kind of patronizing with her where she's like yeah you won second place like you're not a total moron (laughs) you earned it karen you can write so good for you sweetheart yeah it did feel a little bit like (laughs) Well, I would say Karen pulled it together fairly quickly after kind of what I think. Yeah. And and then tried to help her, but her help was basically being like, I have no idea what's going on here. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm so sorry for Karen. Well, they couldn't have just thrown Karen like a bone and have her give the clue like say something that you know or like go like if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck and then jessica would go duck where have i seen a duck recently oh, oh my yeah. god re-watching it with ashley i was like i see ducks everywhere in that like <laughs> the umbrella it's just because then how did how did that how did the doctor get it yeah how did the doctor get it that was unexplained yes is it because did Jaffa loan it to him because he was walking outside and it was raining to meet the I think what it was although we didn't see this was I would have thought Jaffa had given it to him because it had the compartment for the vial in it so he probably gave it to him to then use as the transport device for the vial and that's but I did actually because I noticed it but then I didn't clock that Ed had it until she pointed it out and I was like oh right I thought that was kind of good. I thought that yeah. worked pretty seamlessly through. I did notice when Dr. Lamont had it, because I was like, that's a funky Dr. Lamont. Yeah, I, I wrote it in my notes, too. They catch Dr. Lamont, or is he on the run? I thought they said they had found him in Seattle. Uh-oh. Yeah, they did. Hanging they, out yeah. with David Tolliver. That was the sign. But also, yeah, because he's like, you'll never find me. And then it's like, they found him right away. Yeah. <laughs> leave like a bobo well and i thought he was worried about his children but then he was just gonna disappear you know but maybe thought he was i mean the beginning bit where jaffa's like your wife's left you right uh she wants to take the children away you're about to lose your job your girlfriend's dumped you and you're in serious debt you're like whoa dr lamont is having a rough time evaluated or you've been on leave for like anxiety depression alcoholism it's like guys (laughs) (laughs) i mean i guess the point is like that's why he you know was but you're right he wasn't he taking the money so he could like see his kids when he was like (laughs) deuces (laughs) you gotta go further than seattle buddy Oh, right. no. the pacific northwest isn't gonna cut it you gotta Especially, get out of like he could have just gone south like further south and probably gotten away for longer i was under the impression he was gonna get on a flight out of seattle and head yeah east, uh west sorry and head to like you know some Parts unknown island so yeah yeah i but yeah he i mean the opening scenes too with the hazmat suits i really enjoyed 
Yeah, that was that was funny. A lot of zooming in on Project Forty One or Fourteen, whatever it was. Well, like the like tete a tete with him and oh, Greg yeah. Henry. That was hilarious. Yeah, Greg Henry just appears out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> and there's all this like heavy breathing and like <laughs> sounds happening. <laughs> Yeah, you've got sweat on the upper lip, and then all I could think about was outbreak and like a tear oh. in the hazmat suit. Does that mm. happen in outbreak? Mm-hmm. I only watched that movie once because I was like, This is horrifying in the middle of COVID. <laughs> no, Sorry. I was like a kid or teen. No, Renee Russo's uh, suit gets a tear when the outbreak has mutated to airborne. Did she die? No. Okay. Dustin Hoffman's kiss brings her back to life. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. That's so grim. Movie poster of outbreak with the little monkey. Yeah, the monkey's not. The monkey's like, yeah well then you have gwyneth paltrow is like ah. no, that's, um, that's contagion that's oh contagion. that contagion oh, but yeah. i mean same 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 she kisses matt damon on the mouth and he's like you gross <laughs> <laughs> yeah the monkey in outbreak's like a hell of an actor uh-huh. <laughs> i love that he's like <laughs> did i do that <laughs> Like, I feel fine. So, yeah, the monkey in Outbreak is a hell of an actor. Well, I feel like it's the same monkey that was in um, Anaconda's, the second one. And Friends. Mm-hmm. Is it all the same guy? Well, then he's a great actor because the monkey in Anaconda's Hunt for the Blood Orchid, which is a really underrated movie. He, like, has a whole scene where he's hiding from the snake and he has his head in his hands and he's like, oh, God, what am I going to do? He's, like, rubbing his head. He's trying to think how to get rid away from the snake. I feel like this is not the first time we've mentioned Hunt for the Blood Orchid. Oh, I mean, I love As a recommendation. What kind of monkey is that? I'm not sure. I don't know. Because I feel like, was that a baby or was that a full-grown monkey when he was on these things? Probably full-grown. He's um, very cute. He is cute. And the lady, and it's like, you're either very smart or very stupid. It's a white-headed capuchin monkey. Capuchin, that's what it is. But he's a very good actor. And you're right, when he's sitting there going, oh, what am I going to do? What am I think, man? How am I going to get out of this pickle? But yeah, it reminded me of the opening sequence in The Rock when uh, Stanley Goodspeed is opening up the, and his friend's like, what's in this doll? Oh, I hate that guy. God. You're like, don't do that. You know that's a bad idea. Also, you work in an environment that dismantles like poison gas bombs. I was like, I feel like you would know not to just like rip open something that. Right. Goo goo gaga. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I mean i can see that scene just based on your verbal description it's funny because tony is you said tony todd's in that too so tony todd i mean i don't want to go on all day about it but i love him so much and i forgot he was in this episode and it turned it like right around for me is your top tony todd performance Candyman, or do you have others i mean i love that i don't want to say it too many times because right. You know. mm-hmm. best to not best, best to not, to not. Uh, you like the rock 
I love The Rock. I mean, there's like a ton of stuff he's been in. I need to, I've, oh, uh, my friends two years ago got me um, a cameo from him, which was fantastic. Oh, really? Yeah. How does he look? He looks amazing. I follow him on Instagram. He's very oh busy. Megan, what is your Instagram account? Like, like you follow Tony Todd and um, Mystery? Like, what is going on on there? Yeah, it's, it's a wild ride. Okay, and then for our listeners, Susanna and I love a show called Tricky Drake. And I thought I was on my own Instagram, and I started following the entire cast of Frankie Drake. But it was really through the Catholic coverage Instagram handle. And Susanna was like, what is happening here? <laughs> I was like, why are we getting so many updates from Flo from Frankie Drake? And then I was like, oh, right, because Megan, fo- we follow them. Yeah, I love. I don't know when it'll come out out here, but I'm sure they're filming another season or something. I, I thought they were. I already burned through season four. But yeah, so I like, yeah, anyhow, yeah, I follow him. I love him. Um, but yeah, those are two of my favorite movies, so he has 247 acting credits yeah whoa and it's yeah he's great and I just yeah once he showed up I was really excited and then he's like there's a scene where he's like guiding her by the arm and I was like I want Tony Todd to guide me by the arm (laughs) oh my god he was in the crow I mean he has Oh my God, he's got like seven things in post-production. Yeah, I know. He's a busy man. Someone that works a lot. Yeah, I didn't realize how much voice acting he did too, which makes total sense. Oh, he's yeah, got a nice voice. Woman, yeah. I swore I knew Karen, the fiance from something else, but like I looked her up and and she is almost strictly voice acting. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great though. Yeah, she has a ton of credits. Yeah, because I was just trying to figure out where I knew her from, but I actually don't think I do. I was going to say, speaking of the um, biomedical lab, we have a we have the robber POV when he goes into the lab facility and he's putting in the things and it's like, and then you follow him and that was good. That is like an extended scene. Yeah. Well, and also you're like, am I supposed to not think that this is Dr. Lamont? And then they pan right. in and it's Dr. Lamont. I was like, oh no, it it is Dr. Lamont. Right. <laughs> like it's exactly who I thought it was the whole time. Um should we <laughs> should we go through the beat? Yeah. So thunder weather, there was a lot of rain and yes. storms. And they couldn't hear the one piece of info on that tape because of thunder yes mm-hmm. which was oh the dial pad because jessica thought she could figure out the notes <laughs> of the phone which that is quite it would be quite impressive <laughs> she's like boop 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 and it's like it's it <laughs> <laughs> secret doors closet hiding so mark was factory hiding because he's hiding up in the rafters yeah factory hiding <laughs> uh poisoning bludgeoning jaffa was poisoned and mark was shot well and there was a risk of everyone being poisoned yeah well suppose because oh i see because jaffa was poisoned by vaness but mark was shot by Kreider. so right. there's different murders yeah phone wire cut there's a lot of wire tapping <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Oh, I suppose they weren't wiretapping. They were just bugging spaces and then listening in on the phone calls. She shaking, no. Window peep. I said the peeping through the biomedical lab windows. There was a sure. lot of watching through cars, mm-hmm. I felt like. Mm-hmm. A lot of surveillance. Yeah. Oh, and you're right. And the lady watching on the screen. I mean, the best is like Jessica walking down the hallway. I know. And that scene lasted forever, too. It just kept <laughs> like cutting to Jessica. Just like, do, 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 do. Yeah. I liked it because everybody in the hotel worked for the government. Yeah. So like all the bellboys and everything had their earpieces oh, in and yeah. they're all trying to stop her. I thought that was pretty kind of funny. Fake name ID, Ed is Ed Kreider. <laughs> but he's not going to tell her who he is. Uh, the fuzz slash cop quirk, we have Lieutenant Paul Bragg and he has to go off the record, I said, because if he he's like trying, they've told him not to mess with the investigation, but he's trying to help Jessica still. And I thought there might've been, it was friendly cop chemistry between those two, but I thought it was palpable between Jessica and Nathan, our NSA agent. That and the other, the CIA, CIA guy. guy. They were both kind of thirsty for her. Very wow. thirsty. And that made me laugh when she's walking out of the room as Tony Todd's walking in. And he goes, oh my God, is that Jessica? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny. Um, and he starts just shaking his head, kind of laughing like, oh, how weird. Um, I know, that was really funny. So businessy business, we have clandestine spy operations, which, you know. Yeah. I mean, not so clandestine since they're literally like taking over the ballroom. <laughs> yeah yeah but he's classic arms dealer assassin work mm-hmm. like, just be an assassin <laughs> right so, okay aj nothing but a number paul, jaffa was 44 james lamont was 40 paul bragg was 40 i couldn't get an age on van ness the cia agent was 46 the nsa agent was 42 the FBI agent, Ed, was 39. And then Mark and Karen. So Mark's 44 and Karen's 30. There we go. Yep. You're right. They didn't, there wasn't a lot of like sexual chemistry between those two because it seemed like they barely knew each other. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get a lot from that. Except she called him sugar. <laughs> sugar. I can't do it. Sorry, that was bad. That was a very like designing women accent. <laughs> yes vaguely well suppose she's they're meant to be in georgia aren't they so it's sort yeah, of a yeah. where is designing women set is that atlanta as well i think so unless it's savannah oh maybe it's savannah song is the ray charles georgia on my mind but i don't i thought it i don't actually know i don't yeah i don't know either Frank henry played one of delta burke's ex-husbands too who did Greg Henry. Wait, oh, how he many ex-husbands does she have on the I show? Have like three or four. <laughs> uh, like Gerald McCraney plays one too. Love it. We wow. just saw him in a quaking in Aspen. We did. Yeah, so he was a hot topic, <laughs> as it were. Yeah, I think about that character. I was like, what a monster. <laughs> right? I know. And yet we were all like, oh, I hope these kids can work it out. I know. I know. <laughs> person but yeah you're right that matching fringe it means something okay (laughs) i don't know what but you're right um the jonathan scale i mean ed was annoying i don't think anybody was a jonathan really she was borderline susan but 
maybe not i mean she had a reason to be the way she was right. it just right. yeah felt like she uh, could be helping herself more so I, mean, I don't know but then it's like obviously something bad how ha- i don't know she was right yeah she was right to be concerned but there was probably nothing she could do about it um these days no petite feet no glamour shots we have shots of vaness saying like do not engage on it or something <laughs> oh and uh ashley ashley caught well also there's a glamour shot i thought in the beginning of jessica, jessica? for the I mystery jessica on the amateur yeah there's the board like the billboard for it and ashley clocked the um there's they're carrying one of jessica's books around in the end she finds it and walks away from him and some lovely fan has compiled all the covers made throughout the series. <laughs> oh, really? And so I just matched it with what this woman had compiled together. Um, and so it's my venomous Valentine, but I also knew the images and the link, but yeah, it was really easy to like spot the, the colors. Yeah. Cause you could just kind of tell. So that's so cool. I like that. I don't know. I like that um, Nathan and the CIA guy like stuck around afterwards to like talk yeah. to her some more. I thought that was nice. Mm-hmm. Sorry, where were we? Smooches. No. Bloody hands. No. Familial ties. No, but this is an old friend. An eyes closed head shake. Not really because she was too busy like trying to catch a vial of well, she wasn't even. She just let it crash down. Right. Watch, watch the three guys completely freak out. And then she's like, it's cool. It's Mrs. Parker's revenge. I if I guys. were those other two guys, I would have been like pretty mad. Because yeah. she knew it wasn't them. Or did she? Well, she, no, no. She knew. I think she knew it wasn't them. She knew it was Kreider because he was the one with the Starbucks coffee cup. Because when we had the flashback, he's the one who like, has the venti coffee that spills a little like, oh sorry mrs fletcher oh yeah oh yeah and it was still hot that's right because he burned himself starbucks coffee house and mrs parker was from an inspector dyson book apparently that up too i was like is that one of her series or is that always the central character yeah, because I don't well, think yeah. they knew who was solving the crimes in her books. I thought they were just standalones, but yeah, but who was the who's the Jessica in them? I guess Inspector Dyson. <laughs> I, I never knew that. Yeah, I know. I didn't either. Okay, here we go. Fave outfit, worst outfit, Ashley. Okay, let's see. Um I mean, I want to say one of the outfits, but I think my fave outfit was the duck-topped umbrella. Again, a very <laughs> thing. I had a maroon one and a yellow one growing up. Um, and I'd say worst outfit. I actually didn't have one. Um, I don't, I didn't uh, love what Karen wore. Yeah. Just across the board. I just thought that color palette wasn't like, didn't suit her. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Uh, oh, Glennis, do you want to go next? Uh, oh, well, yeah. Karen's was my worst. And then Jessica had a black and white polka dot suit at the end that I thought was really nice. Okay. And Megan? 
Yeah, I liked, I think Jessica wore a cream suit in the beginning with like a pattern shirt underneath that I like. I think that's just, uh, barring some like glamorous evening gown, that's usually going to be <laughs> a favorite of <laughs> her suits with like a pattern shirt underneath. I always like them. Um, and yeah, the purple suit dress that Karen wore was like, I, I couldn't decide, but I, I think I ultimately did not like it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have a worst outfit, but yeah, I could be I could be swayed on Karen's stuff. And my favorite was also like Ashley the Duck umbrella. And um, I like Jessica wore a navy blazer with like a black top and a beige skirt that I thought looked really, really Aww. smart. Um, biggest hunk. Well, I, okay, let's go. Let's start with Glynis. We'll see where Glynis takes us on this journey. <laughs> I feel like I, I can, there's only one answer. And what is that singular answer? Greg Henry. No! No, Glenna, she got it wrong. He is a hunk. He normally would be, but then he got... Oh, Tony Todd. Yeah. This is what's so hard for Glennis <laughs> is how many episodes have we had Greg Henry in? And it's like, who's the biggest hunk? And then she doesn't pick him. And it's like, it's always Greg Henry. I can't believe I know. You're, you're right. Him. You're right. The last time, I can't remember who I picked. And there yeah. was silence and then <laughs> anger Broadway malady <laughs> should do best buns yeah. top buns top, top buns, buns. Top, top bottoms <laughs> oh god <laughs> Megan uh what how did you yes what did Tony you Todd okay Ashley okay there was a debate and it was not with Greg Henry I think Tony Todd for sure biggest hunk. Mm-hmm. I do have a love for the woman credited as techie. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. So yeah. I'll do, I don't know. It's a tie. It's just going to be a tie. And then fave guest <laughs> will obviously be Tony Todd. But like, I just, I'm trying to talk this out. No, mm-hmm. I know. Those are two really good choices. Her attitude alone makes her a hunk. Oh, I mean, for sure. Yeah. yeah bossing everyone around like we're moving as fast as we can yeah <laughs> well i'd love to be moving faster god i <laughs> <laughs> uh, my biggest hunk was tony todd uh jb burns megan so it wasn't a jb burn but um who's the bad guy what's his name Kreider. at the end they're like how much is it worth you and he's like 15 million dollars is what it's worth and shut up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that made me laugh out loud um okay uh ashley well when tony todd tells her what inducement would get you to leave these premises that made me laugh yeah she's like no inducement (laughs) jessica come on like (laughs) let's have a little banter here yeah she's like none (laughs) yeah guess what zero it's like just what about be like if you buy me a drink i'll think about it it's something fun (laughs) Glynis, what about you? I didn't write anything, any quotes down for this one. I only wrote down, you You can call me Ed, and she says, in which case you can call me Mrs. Fletcher, which I thought was very funny. I also wrote down $50 million and shut up. That's <laughs> that so was very good. funny. Mm-hmm. And I also wrote down, from an ardent fan, you're not a very good speller. So, yeah. that was, I know, she's uh, like, hmm. I'm like, what if it was from a fan? Yeah. Right. Well, and the thing is, <laughs> that's not even a clue about the bug. 
No. Like, right. you know what I mean? It'd be different if it was like, anyways, it doesn't matter. Fave guest star, uh, Megan, what do you think? Yeah, Ashley brought up a good point. I mean, I would go Tony Todd, but I really honorable mention to the woman running the command center. (laughs) Ashley, what about you? Uh, TT, Tony Todd. (laughs) Glennis? I'm going to go lady running the command center. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to go Tony Todd. (laughs) <laughs> when they really Wait, what's her credit as techie 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 i love her yeah, she, she was on 96 episodes of the young and the restless wow karen hensel she doesn't even have a headshot no techie she was very funny glennis's guess who did you guess glennis i got it right yeah because he was a little creepy like yeah. nerd and you're like oh this guy is gonna be trouble too, um like agitated by the other police officers coming in and fbi they were all agitated by each other but he was particularly yeah. well and yeah and he he was the one where when they're in the rainy car there is that moment where uh greg henry says and i reported it to the chief and it's like you did what and it's like oh right okay but it's still i mean well done because it isn't there's a lot of people here (laughs) there's a lot going on here and i did not think it was karen okay i totally did i was like oh i remember this she murdered him (laughs) i was like (laughs) oh no that's not what happened (laughs) karen she's so duplicitous All right, what do we think Glennis gave this episode? A five? Mm, I, you know, she did say she started it thinking what's going on, which makes me feel like maybe she's not going to give it that high. Uh, I'll go six. Ashley, what do you think? I'm going to go five. Okay. I'm going to go five purely for the techie. Uh, Okay. Uh, Oh, what's your favorite moment? The whole scenes with the tech. <laughs> with the techie. Yeah. I'm sorry. Why did I even ask that well, question? I'm, I'm probably the scene where they're watching Jessica walk behind the, you know, <laughs> big drug lord, whatever he is. And it just goes on forever. <laughs> and they're like trying to stop her, but they're not really trying that hard. Wow. And you can't stop Jessica once she like gets going. Oh no. And then they're suddenly trying to stop her. And then a six foot five man comes out. <laughs> who is Tony grabs her and pulls her into a room. And it's like, they could have just done that in the beginning. I thought they were trying to be sort of secretive about this, but. Right. Anyways, Ashley, what do you think? Fave moment was techie. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> techie and when the vial flew through the air, that slow motion. Oh, yeah. That was great. Um, and they, um, overall ranking, I'd say a seven. Okay, Megan. I'm gonna give it an eight. I okay. I liked it better than I I had remembered. Um, I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, as you guys pointed out, a lot of funny parts. Um, I do think I like the part where she is schooling him when he's trying to pretend to be the hotel cop, and she's like, "Really?" <laughs> you know? I I really enjoyed that. Yeah, uh, and anything with Tony Todd, obviously. I, um, I'm going to give this a seven as well, 
Um, and yeah, my favorite moment is also when she's giving Ed a hard time, when she's sort of playing along initially, and then she's sort of like, mm, I don't believe you. And he's like, what? Yeah, I know. He's the worst. <laughs> he's an idiot. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, does anybody have anything else they would like to add before we close this one out? No. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening, and we hope you'll listen again next week. Bye. Bye. Oh man, Gina. <laughs> Cut it out. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, here we go. <laughs>